0: Welcome back everybody to the Investors Roundtable. I'm your host Robert Kraft. You can follow me on Twitter at Bobby K. Kraft. That's B-O-B-B-Y-K-K-R-A-F-T. And we have a very special Thanksgiving episode. This is our turkey talk. This is our chance to finally get everyone's secret family recipe on how they cook their turkey and make their stuffing and, uh, and maybe how they, uh, you know, a little turkey trade. Little turkey trade. That that, you know, we might be getting that a little bit. But uh uh with that, I'd like to introduce our panelists for today. Uh our 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 mainstay on the panel, the anchor of our uh <laughs> the investors roundtable, Stephen Keel from Arquitos Capital, who's uh coming in looking a little uh Neo-esque today. So uh what's up, Steven? How's it going? Yeah, man? no, I'm I'm uh starting the
1: Thanksgiving weekend a day early here. So uh good to be here, Bobby.
0: Very good. You know, he, may, he might be joining the CIA with this look. I don't know. You know, he's going, he's undercover in, uh, in I, New I, York. I,
1: I can't say anything further.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then I'd like to also welcome new to the panel, uh, but we actually just published uh, our own individual episode on the Planet Microcap podcast. And I'm, I'm really excited for him to join us today. We got Sri Thiswanathon from SVN Capital. Sri, always a pleasure. Thank you for joining us today.
2: Delighted to be here. Thank you.
0: Ah, thank you. Thank you. And uh, joining us back. Uh, it's been a few weeks and uh, he especially requested to be on this episode because he has a lot to be thankful for this year. We got Christian Reither from Korean Capital. What's up, Christian?
3: It's great to be here. Thank you, Bobby. Ah, it's great to have you.
0: All right. So as we said. This is our, this is our episode talking about uh, what we're thankful and grateful for as investors. Look, this has been, uh, as I said yesterday for on, on, on my own pod, you know, this has been a a very difficult year uh, and that's putting it super lightly. Um, And, and a lot of people have experienced a lot of heartache and, and just so much, just, it's just a heavy year, you know, but uh, I, I think the fact that we can call the investing universe of being in this this ecosystem it's a privilege and uh and uh, i'm I'm really thankful to call it you know to just be a part of this community you know i mean okay now i'm getting started here with already with that but you know i figured we we would you know uh, hear from all of our panelists as to what they're thankful for this year so you know starting off steven you know neo cia agent you know what 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 do you What are you thankful and grateful for this year as an investor?
1: Well, first of all, thank you, Bobby. Uh, I'm grateful uh, for you starting this roundtable. It's been a lot of fun over the last few months. It's been uh, fun to participate. I think I've met a lot of great people strength and strengthened relationships with a lot of great people here, and I think been able to get uh, you know some nice interesting uh, uh, thoughts out and and get the message out. I've uh, gotten great feedback over the last few months from you doing this. So thank you very much for uh, starting the idea. Uh, and for those of you who who uh, don't follow Bobby on LinkedIn, uh, I think you should. He just uh, posted uh, some numbers from his podcast uh, network uh, a day or two ago, uh, just outstanding numbers. And so congratulations uh, to, to, to you for uh, all the hard work you put in.
0: Thanks, man. That, by the way, this was completely unsolicited. You know, when I said we're going to do a Thanksgiving episode, it was not so that Stephen could uh, pat me on the back. Oh, I thought we were all supposed to. But I'll take it. But I'll I'll take it. I'll, you know, let's let's keep this train going. You know, uh, I I like where we're going. But uh, yeah, no, Stephen. On that note, I also like to thank every one of our panelists. You and you know, you've been on like I think all but three. (laughs) <laughs> of these episodes yeah. or something like that so uh you know thank you again for joining and and everybody for joining on on every single panel you know i like to think we get deep we get deep sometimes you know yeah. I, we, we like to have some fun you know mostly fun but we get deep and uh you know i, I really hope everybody listening always gets a, a lot out of these episodes and, and has a good time and feels like they're in the room with us you know that's that's really what we want out of this so yeah, uh, so so continuing on you know with our with our thankfulness and gratefulness this year you know uh Shri, what what are you thankful and grateful for this year as an investor?
2: Sure. No, delighted to be on this podcast. Thanks a lot for having me. Um, greatly appreciate this. I'm actually thankful for Tofu because of all these panelists here. I'm the only vegetarian, I think. Uh,
0: but I th- mean, I, I dabbled for like a week. Tofu. Okay.
2: All right. Yeah. Um, but no, seriously, I think, uh, as you mentioned, Bobby, you know, this has been a tough year for a lot of people from a variety of different angles and for us investors, of course. Um, But uh, I'm actually thankful for what we have gone through from an investing standpoint, because uh, my evolution as an investor started, you know, about a year and a half or so ago, a couple of years ago, soon after I actually launched SVN Capital. What I mean by that is I was trained in the traditional sense of cheap value stocks and you know uh through a variety of different angles as interest rates started plummeting um started asking a lot of questions about uh, uh introspecting about my own approach to investing and uh it only got accelerated as we sort of uh, plunged into the depths of this pandemic in february march so uh, uh and my investing style, as you all probably know, is more quality oriented. But it didn't happen that way. To get off uh, this path, and I had to go through a really tough patch. And uh, and so, in a weird way, I'm sort of thankful to what we've gone through. I'm sure there are other things that we'll come back to, but that's the first thing I would start off. With. Very
0: good, Sri. and and Christian. You know, let, let's let's go to your take.
3: I I agree completely with Sri. like uh, that's that's what I was thinking when I I wanted to come on this is that I am it's like one of these character building experiences that you don't want to wish on anybody but you're like i'm glad that that happened. Um, Like my I haven't I wasn't happy with our performance, maybe starting three years ago through let's say middle of this year, and I think. This year, especially, just like pummeling me, um, it opened me up to be willing to, I don't know, reevaluate my investing process, um, be more open to new ideas. Like I'm, I'm fairly disciplined, and I think that that has prevented me from trying new stuff because I'm like, this is what I do, this works, and then it only it required for it. Not to work and for me to be like severely banged on the head by you know performance and like my own frustrations to be willing to I don't know reevaluate and be more open to exploring new stuff. Um, and it's not like I want to become like a, a super growth investor, like right at the tail end of growth's supreme outperformance of value. Um, but I do want to be able to evolve and grow and get better. And I think that I don't know pain allows me to do that. And I'm so thankful for the pain <laughs> of the past, I don't know, three years and and the the climax of it in, in early 2020.
0: Absolutely. Christian, you know, coming right back to, you know, what, what would you say were some of the things that, you know, when you, when you dove deep and you, and you experienced the pain, what were some of the things that you then you're like, all right, these, these are some of the things that need to change. I know some things might be proprietary, but you know, whatever you're open to sharing. Well, I think I'd say
3: March, April, May. I was like, what is going on? I think I know what I'm doing. And the, the engine is not pushing a wheel like it, some. I think I know what I'm like, something is wrong. And that was like the beginning was frustration of, of not knowing what was broken, but knowing that something wasn't working right. Um, and then that was what led to like looking for stuff that that I could do better and like reevaluating myself. So I, I think like specific stuff, like a lot of it was basic. Um, I'm just like, don't have a view on the market. Don't try to express a view on the market, um, which I, I know. Um, don't water the weeds, um, do water the flowers. Uh, Just like that Buffett and Peter Lynch saying of like, really look at operating performance. And if, and if it's not going the right way, like, I should not be adding money to that stock. Um, Or, or if it operating performance is going really well and the stock is up maybe at like, my impulse should be to add money to that like which is, I don't know I sort of knew that stuff. It's not like, Buffett and Lynch are new to me. Um, But that, I don't know re-evaluating what I had done in the past few years of essentially watering the weeds. I don't know, I just wanted to kick myself over that. And then, since then, trying to be more open to to new ideas. And I think that leads me more to high quality, long term, high growth, runway type stuff being more attractive, despite the fact that it doesn't fit in my upside downside framework as easily. Um, And then sort of I don't know. My thought now is that my upside downside framework works especially well in a certain subset of the investment universe, but it's not everything. Um, and I'm still working on that. So like, I don't want to go on forever, but those are some of the things that pain forced me to (laughs) look at.
1: Yeah. So, so you're saying that next Thanksgiving, when beyond burger comes out with a beyond Turkey, you are going to invest in the company? No, no, I mean, I still <laughs> oh, have to understand okay. these businesses and stuff <laughs> like that. But like, given the choice between
3: a great business that can grow at 4% a year in perpetuity, perpetuity and a great business that can grow at like 15% a year for, yeah. I don't know, 15, 20 years, my gut would be to go with the the cheap one that's 4% in the past, because I could, I could put it in a box that was very easy. Um, Now I want to, I'm trying to push myself to be like, you know what, like in in 10 years, where do you really want to be? Like, do I want to keep churning these little things, um, which requires the market to allow me to churn them, or do I want to own something that I can own for a long time, how to offset those? I still don't know how to do that, but like, that's where I'm pushing myself.
1: Well, that's, what's so fun. I think about investing is you, you know, it is a, a process where you're not only constantly learning. But also evolving in a way that's interesting, right? Because you're reacting. We we are reacting, really, to the circumstances put before us. We don't control Fed policy. We don't control Treasury policy. Uh, we can't control, you, you know, uh, certain things that happen in various industries. And we have to humble ourselves to that, only to 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 be able to react to it and assess it properly, and use yeah. our judgment to make sure that our that, that the reality uh, matches our perception because that's what I think it is. It's ultimately a psychological exercise as opposed to kind of a money-making exercise. You know, if you, if you look at it in this way, which I do, Uh, so, you know, it is a little bit of a joke when you look at some of these companies that are trading at really unprofitable, but trading at such multiples of revenue, uh, beyond burger, turkey, whatever one of them. Um, but you know, look over the last 10 or 15, 20 years, The investing kind of universe, the reinvesting, the reinvestment opportunities uh, in some of these companies, I'm not saying beyond burger by any means in this case, but for for some of these companies that just don't show a profit because there is such a great internal reinvestment opportunity, uh, that's something that's different. It's different than, you know, the 1950s when you could assess, you know, you put out a certain amount of money for a railroad line or something like that. And then you you knew what the runway was, the cash flow runway for the next 50 years, 70 years uh, that, that doesn't happen today. And it's interesting and it's different and it causes all of us to evolve, whether you want to call yourself a value investor or something else. Um, you know, I remember nine or 10 years ago talking to Josh Tarasoff. He's talking about Amazon. And, uh, you know, all of the, the value investors are like, you're nuts. It's not a value investment. It doesn't show any profit. <laughs> and I think most value investors today would would categorize it in, into that bucket, yeah, into a value investing bucket. So uh, things evolve, definitions evolve. And, you know, that's that's what's so interesting, I think, for all of us and why it could be a lifelong endeavor.
2: Christian, I know we didn't meet until this morning, but uh, I, it feels like your evolution and my evolution met somewhere out there. (laughs) Uh, um, You know, that's exactly how I have also sort of uh, transitioned, you know, to sort of say what you said in a slightly different manner. Um, For me at least, I I was trained in the traditional sense of go find cheap stocks, um, you know, focus on valuation, and then try and understand what the business model is. As I evolve, um, I sort of uh, went with the same two objectives, but flipped the order. Flipped the order by saying, first of all, figure out if it's a good quality business. And uh, also accept the fact that uh, the true quality businesses, quality from a variety of angles, you know capital needs, return generation, management team, um, competitive strength, everything. So we put all that into that bucket. Uh, you have to acknowledge the fact that uh, those types of businesses typically will not sell at the same low PE or a low EV EBITDA multiple, unless we go into a February, March kind of a meltdown. So accepting that, I sort of uh, have flipped the order by saying, okay, go find the good quality business first and then see if I can actually pick it up at a reasonable valuation, not necessarily the traditional old way of cheap. So I feel like uh, at least from what I heard from you this morning, uh, our intentions and the evolution sort of met out there some somewhere. Yeah. I, uh, it's...
3: Like I would say that I don't know when I look at Peter Lynch and he talks about fast growers because that's how he terms these great quality stuff they 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 seem to be a different animal. Um, Like I think that you can have a business that's so good. um, With such such a competitive moat and such good management. um, And such a great growth runway at high returns on capital that it's hard to say what it's worth. And I wanna be able to think about those in an intelligent way and maybe put some money towards them when it's not stupid. Um, And I don't wanna just poo-poo them because they don't fit in my normal bucket that works so well for turnarounds, for cyclicals, for sort of stalwart, slower growing, very good businesses. Um, uh, Yeah, and as Stephen said, it's sort of Amazon is like the one of these that's like the freight train that crushes all the value investors mental model um
1: because it's like oh, tesla tesla is cru- the one that really crushes everyone brain everyone's brain but <laughs> amazon was the first one yeah. but, uh,
3: <laughs> uh, and, and but so amazon's so a real like i have to i have to like try to put my head into the growth investors mindset of like try to look at these businesses without my preconceived notions and be like what is this thing do i like it and like i think when i actually do that i'm like wow this is actually like sometimes some of these are trash and some of them are going to be discovered to be like they're going to fall from this guy as nothing um because we probably are in i mean growth is extremely popular Uh, all of us are talking about it for god's sakes um but but some of them you look at and you're like oh yeah i would love to own this and if i did own it like you would have to pry it out of my cold dead hands Um, like I would never sell it, but like, or it would take something crazy for me to trade that for like, it would have to be like 10 cents on the dollar for me to buy like some other cheap business. Um, yeah. And like, I still want to be able to do my cheap, very good business. Yeah. But the great business, yeah, I don't know including that yeah I'm, I'm going off the rails here but i feel, I feel
0: like i'm going on your it, you're on your journey with you just now you know the like uh, like this side of the brain and then it, like that side of the brain like for those who are just listening in that uh, you know christian yeah. was going back and forth on the screen it was great good
3: stuff. I, i'm not i'm not done with this journey obviously <laughs> but that's where i am i'm glad for the opportunity to be on this journey this year that's so. right
1: yeah. And it all goes to, you know, okay, what is a great business, right? You know, in retrospect, obviously, Amazon, look, we, we thought it was a great business at the time, we know it is now. Uh, but there are there are other businesses that are not so clear cut in that way. And and I think that's where the challenge comes in. And we all struggle with it, not just in the way that, that Christian was expressing. Um, we all do because you say, okay, well, I'm willing to pay up for a great business. Okay, MasterCard when it became when it went public. In 96 you knew it was a great business coming in um wouldn't you have participated in the ipo you know it's up whatever 30 percent a year for the last 20 20 years 20 plus years uh great but uh you know the reason why you can say amazon mastercard and others there's like four or five of these companies is because they're such outliers and you're not presented with these opportunities very often and also what are you willing to pay you know it's a great business 70 times cash flow <laughs> you know are you going to invest in stripe if you when it when it becomes public at a 100 billion dollar valuation even though it's a great business are you going to invest in snowflake where it's very difficult to judge sounds like a great business very difficult to judge its valuation uh, and you know of course amazon for uh, whatever it took 12 12 years to get back to uh, its original price from the late 90s right uh, so even though we can make these types of statements and say we're, we're going in this direction, and I think we would all agree, yeah, we, we, we want to, we would invest in those great businesses given the opportunity. But what's the opportunity? 20 times, 50 times, 100 times? <laughs> and well, you and know, that's, it, it's where you get paused when you're actually presented with it at that price
0: and valuation i'm I'm really glad we're going down this rabbit hole because yesterday when I was doing my typical trolling on the uh, value after hours podcast, uh, you know I asked I, I love those guys so it was, you know but but you know I do a little troll, but uh, I just listen in every week and i and I asked the question. I was like, you know because we talk about you know Tesla and and Apple and you know all these great businesses. you know, and the question that i that I had that I never really asked was like, you know, when do you bet against the innovators? You know, it's so clear that you know the Steve Jobs is who he is. It's so clear that hey, whatever your thoughts on Elon Musk, hey, the guy is is a game changer. Okay, whatever your thoughts on these innovators, at the end of the day, they are innovators. You know, at what point are you like, ah, I just, I, I got, I, I, I can't go on this road with you, buddy. You know, or, or you know, what? How do you, how do you guys think about that?
3: Oh, I'll, I'll start. um I mean, you don't have to bet against them. I mean, like, you don't have to. You don't have to kiss all the girls, is the the Peter Lynch phrase, which is, I guess, misogynistic. Now you can't say that. I, 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 mean, I shouldn't have said it. But like, I don't know. I I own seven, eight stocks or something like this. Like, I say no to lots of lots of amazing businesses and lots of amazing management teams, and that's cool. Like. Not everybody's going to like me either. That's fine. Um, so I don't think not owning the stock is not betting against them. Um, but it's like, I'll, I'm cheering for you from the sidelines. Like, that's, that's okay. Um, and I wouldn't, I mean, I'm not, I'm not shorting these things. I, yeah, yeah, that, that's a whole different strategy. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's, I'll let other people talk about when you go with the innovator or other thoughts on that.
2: Right. Yeah, for me, um, you know, um, I absolutely believe that this capital deployment is by far the most important uh, aspect of, you know, management's responsibilities. And I generally find these owner operators to be much better than hired hands. And so in my portfolio, 10 of the 12 businesses are, owner operated or family control. Of course, it can get completely out of hand if, uh, say, the family or the owner controls it through multiple shared classes. You know, you, we saw that with these uh, print businesses back in the 60s and 70s because they wanted to have editorial control and that somehow has transitioned into the technology space and so you have I don't know, fifteen hundred classes of stocks in so many different, you know, technology uh, businesses. So uh, you know, that's a that's a negative. That sort of uh, you know puts a uh, you know obstacle in terms of how I think about opportunity set. But as Christian said, you know, yeah, we don't have to necessarily accept uh, owner operators for who they are in every situation. You just need to be careful. Um, Appreciate the quality of the business. Appreciate the quality of the management team, and that sort of leads to what uh, you know. Steve mentioned earlier on you know, Snowflake or a few other newer businesses. What do you? What do you? You know. How do you understand the valuation of it? You have to really squint your eyes and look far into the future to see any sort of profitability or cash flow. And so, uh, for me, uh, consistency of business over a long stretch of time gives me the confidence to sort of at least have an idea of what the business might be five, ten years down the road. Um, so, you know, uh, I've, I've always said this, Winston Churchill, he he said uh, the farther back you look, the farther forward you will be able to see. So, and I sort of look back at least ten years to get that confidence and, you know, look forward. And, you uh, you know, I don't I, I generally don't get the confidence in some of these newer technology plays and that's why I'm not invested in companies like carvana fastly uh, mongodB you know, I keep looking at them but, uh scratch my head as to what's going to happen to these businesses but I'm not invested in those for those reasons
1: yeah and that's why I think you you have to be concentrated because you know there is a whole subset of the the investing universe that you're just not going to be able to get that predictability you know there's things are changing too quickly uh the there's not those historical numbers uh the competition is different the moats are not as uh not as deep as maybe they previously were for certain industries but you know on the other hand Look, you want to. If you don't care about the ESG stuff, you want to own Altria. <laughs> you got a, lot, a long history and probably some future predictability from it, right? Uh, and and there are a lot of other companies like that. I mean, I don't I don't own Altria, but but uh, uh, you know, look, heck of an investment for the last fifty years. Um, same thing with the Mastercard and those types of companies. Uh, but right, it does preclude you from uh, looking at. A whole lot of different industries a lot of uh players in historical industries as well like sheree said with carvana uh and other things like that it, it you just don't have that predictability it doesn't mean it can't be a great investment it means that the outcomes are uh, widened right so the risk is much higher the potential for reward might be very high but also the potential for total capital loss is there as well that's just simply not there for some of these long-term uh these, these businesses that have been around for a long time that uh, are more traditional in nature
3: absolutely christian i i yeah i think that like my general framework has been for uh, for valuation has been to use an upside and a downside so like i've got my reasonable value i've got my downside value and like i want to buy the stock like where i have a, a good upside to downside ratio and i've like what what i've been feeling this year is that that framework and that ability to get a good upside to downside value does not function when i'm dealing with um, these fast growing companies with dynamic ceos who just pull rabbits out of hats like it my upside to downside framework works extremely well with more predictable businesses um like altria or or something like that and like i can i can run that machine all day long but if i try to apply that it's like a hammer going through water or something like that um with a fast grower it's just not a tool that be- is useful universally so it's like i've got this great tool and it turns out i can only use it like in new york state and i can't use it in the rest of the country or whatever like there, there are there places that it, that I can't go with it. Um, And my, I don't know, I've got a crazy hypothesis that it might not even be possible to use what I think of as valuation when I'm dealing with truly outstanding businesses with truly outstanding management teams. I don't know what to do with that idea or that thought, but it's just like, what if our great tools as value investors are not universal tools, they're just like Tools for a subset of the investing universe, um, and maybe there are no tools, or I don't know. VCs who are actually good might know what the real tools are for growth stuff. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'm going to all sorts of crazy places this year with my mind because <laughs> I've been so broken.
1: Well, I don't think I just, it's a terrible idea to take a small piece of the portfolio and you know be disciplined about it. Take a certain small percentage of the portfolio and just put it in a couple of these companies. Forget about valuation and be willing, but you also need to be willing to own them indefinitely. Right. So I've done this with, I mean, I took 1% of the portfolio. I put it in C limited, you know, our friend, Fred (laughs) Lou put 10% and he's rich (laughs) now, Uh, you know, he's had a heck of a year because of the last couple of years uh, and and good for him. But, you know, for us, if it doesn't match some of our framework um, look, can you put 1% in there? I follow it fairly closely, right? But I'm not going to make it a, probably not going to make it a larger position unless something changes in terms of the predictability of the business. Um, but it's there, and it has a runway. It has a 30 year runway, and some of these companies do have 30 year runways. You just don't know where it's going to be in two years, five years, ten years. But you know, you know, 30 years from now, if things go in their favor, uh, it, it could it could be dynamic. You know, we're talking 30 40 percent growers per year. Uh, also. It Could get displaced in five years, right? But if you have a small basket of these things, a small piece of your portfolio, look. Uh, if you would have bought Mastercard in 1996 with one percent of your portfolio, uh, you'd have a tremendous track record today and just never so never have sold it. I mean, probably we 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 can run a uh, an analysis or regression analysis or something based based off this, but it, you know, it would be a large piece of your portfolio today if you never sold it. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you know, Bobby. Uh, you know, uh, bringing it back to the title of this podcast, what are we thankful for? Um, the one other thing I wanted to mention is I'm certainly thankful for the ability to kind of uh, talk to individuals one on one. I mean, this can be a this can be a lonely exercise, um, uh, but at the same time, it's been very liberating coming from a few different platforms where I used to work in teams. Um, and that sort of uh, communication is how I actually stumbled into Stephen Keel and Willow Oak. You now I had a conversation with my friend, Keith Smith last year, middle of last year. And um, he explained a little bit of what he had been through and uh, put me in touch with Willow Oak and you know, Steve's War uh, Jessica, and had a great conversation. That's how I ended up uh, uh, up and uh, to to sort of uh, have a uh, you know uh, have somebody to throw ideas ideas at and get some feedback. I have conversations with individuals on a regular basis, and uh, one that I do almost on a uh, daily basis is Chris May, the guy who wrote um, Hundred Baggers. What I find is. Uh, you know, people like that who can actually write well um, have the clarity of thought. And that is what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for um, analysis. That I can do, you know, I'm looking for clarity of thought and uh, be able to sort of uh, filter out my own biases. And so that I'm really, really thankful for. And uh, uh, on that score, I mean, to all three of you, I would highly, um, encourage you to sort of reach out and I'll do the same in the future as time permits and as needs arise. So that's something that I'm thankful
0: for. Absolutely. Well, I already know that, you know, it, it, that's what Sri's thankful for. I feel like Sri is going to be on every, uh, Steven, he's going to be the new anchor on every single episode. from now. But I'm going to tell you right now, my first holiday gift to Sri, I'm getting him a microphone. All right. You know, we're, we're getting this, we're getting this sorted out, like too sweet. All right. But uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, that's, I think I'm, that might be my holiday gift to everybody that we've had on, I, I've interviewed this year. I mean, everyone, at most everybody has, has good stuff. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to be getting the microphones for everyone. But uh, no, but, but you know,
1: that does go. And I appreciate that, Bobby and Shree. Great, great comments. And I, I totally agree with you. And I know Christian does too. That sense of community. Is so important because it could be a solitary endeavor here. You know, if you work for a large firm and it's a team atmosphere, that's that's one thing. But that's not what what we do. We're kind of small investment committees. You know, investment committees of one in many cases. Uh, we're making the ultimate decisions on the portfolio. We're taking more of a Buffett or a Munger or a Peter Lynch approach or something like that. And, and so, you know, there's a lot of times where you're sitting there deep in the filings or you're having phone conversations or sometimes meetings with management back when, when normal times were happening. But you need to kind of keep your sanity in perspective by talking to peers. And that's where this, this happens. I have that, I've had that for a long time, not only with Shri and Christian. Christian and I have talked through the years as well. And Scott Miller's network, Keith Smith, Dave Waters, uh, Focus Compounding who we're p- partnered with as well. and. Um, And, uh, you know, my friends, Jeremy Deal, Thomas Brazil, all these I mean, I could go on and on like a like a Grammy speech or something like that. But, you know, they've really brought a lot of uh, value to my life and uh, made me a better investor. And when you have people who have different backgrounds from industries or different experiences and, and you trust them. So you have these horizontal relationships where your peers and you trust their feedback doesn't mean you have to agree with it, but you trust them and it's really helpful when looking at a new company when analyzing a situation or when getting into a new industry and so you know i'm i'm to to second what Shree said absolutely thankful for that and uh, it's something you know i would encourage everyone who's kind of getting new into the industry or maybe if they're an individual investor but they really enjoy doing this to to cultivate those relationships
3: i yeah i that's one of the things that i've been doing more of this year i think that i Prided myself on being a guy in a room doing it all myself. And like this year, I've been reaching out and like working on companies alongside other people. Like, I'm like, hey, I'm looking at this. And other people are like, oh, that's cool. And then they come up with all these questions and they get answered those questions. And I'm like, I wouldn't even have asked that. And I'm so glad that you did. And I'm glad that I'm doing it now. Like, obviously, the best time to plant this tree would have been 20 years ago, but I'm glad that I'm at least doing it in 2020. Um, so again, the, the the disruption and the pain has been helpful for me to do these things that I knew that I should have, but like, I'm finally eating my vegetables in 2020. So yeah, I'm very happy about that.
1: Hey, they're not vegetables. This is good, good. Not, you know, certain vegetables are good too, but uh, you know, it's not painful to talk to people, Christian, come on. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm
3: pretty introverted, so <laughs> no, but yeah. It's great. I like it.
1: We can email. It's fine.
0: <laughs> Listen, Stephen, not everybody can be on every single episode of the round table. Okay. Not everyone's <laughs> as extroverted as you, despite the black hat situation going on right here. Well, but, look, this week. but but you know, I think Christian hit on and, and Shri. I mean, all three of you hit on a great point. And and it's something that I'm thankful for is the and I guess maybe this is just you know running a media company is the fact that investing is a team sport, you know, and it requires you know, just thoughtful calculation, asking those questions, and really taking what you think you know to that next level. You know, I think I think investing is the one place where, like, let's say uh, you wanted to, you had a midlife crisis and you feel like you got to do shrooms, don't worry, just get into investing. That, that'll open your mind up to a whole new set of thinking at that point. Um, you know, uh, don't do shrooms, kids. Uh, anyways, you know, I... I <laughs> Or, 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 you know, if you're, if you're of age. I don't know, you
1: know. Now, now you sign like you're going through an existential uh, crisis. Yeah, oh, do it. Don't do it. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's not terrible. <laughs> oh, you know, you're not microdosing oh, is okay. Do what you want. Right. I mean, I'm just here as the host.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not, not co-signing anything you know,
1: you know <laughs> bobby's is, got kids this is here, not so a solicitation this
0: not yeah this is not a solicitation or a recommendation to uh, do anything <laughs> you know you know my my i should add that to my disclosure at the beginning of this episode
1: yeah uh,
0: <laughs> but you know moving ahead now you know we're as as you know everybody here has really talked about you know this being a team effort um, you know, going through the pain of 2020 and now the rapid rise back. I mean, this has been such a just absolutely bonkers year. Like I, I like Christian, I, I want to get you like a couple journals to make sure that you write. You you can write down everything that's going through your mind and 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 going going on this year. I mean, so you know, I, I think a, a good question maybe to 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 all of you is really managing through that just craziness of what we did this year and how maybe we can take that into you know the years going forward you know Shreya, I'd love to start with you on this
2: yeah sure uh, I think I think it's a very important uh, exercise right um, you know uh, just to digress a little bit um, on an average a human being, has about 30,000 thoughts a day. And uh, the more interesting aspect is uh, almost 95% of those thoughts are from the previous day, the day before, and the previous week. And so we keep repeating the same thoughts inside our head. And for what we do, at least the way I have sort of uh, um, positioned my life and the way I work, is by having, uh, you know, by having a at least trying to have a clear mind. A clear mind is what allows me to kind of think, take various different variables into consideration, and and I will not be right every time, but at least I'll be able to think clearly. And so there's actually a gentleman by the name of Chris Bailey out of Canada. He has written a couple of fantastic books. One of them is called. Uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the project something, I forget the name now, the Productivity Project, yeah. Um, and uh, his point is uh, to be able to think clearly, um, you know, he meditates on a regular basis. Coming from India, the spiritual capital of the world, uh, I've been exposed to that for a long time. And uh, uh, I used to be somewhat haphazard in that effort um, over the last few years, particularly after I launched SVN Capital, I've made it a point to sort of uh, focus first thing in the morning, spend somewhere between 30 to 30 minutes to an hour, just sitting in one place and you know draining out all the ideas. And then to your point, Bobby, about having Christian write it down, that's actually an important aspect of how I've also uh, evolved, maintaining a journal of how I'm thinking Every single decision, investment decision I make, and not just investment decisions, but uh, the emotional turbulence, you know, being able to sort of look back and uh, reconstruct the thought and the experience from the previous day and the previous week. I think that helps sort of uh, clarify that mind. And so, uh, you know, uh, those are sort of uh, hacks, you may want to call it, uh, that I've sort of incorporated into my life but it's actually exceptionally helpful. Um, it, it, it makes me think clearly and uh, makes time, uh, makes time for certain specific, make time making time for certain specific activities, um, you know, helps me move in a direction that I eventually want to go. So uh, we'll say, I mean, if we have this same Thanksgiving conversation five years from now, I'll tell you how successful or unsuccessful it's been.
0: Well, at the very least, I have a feeling you'll be very content no matter what, as long as you're meditating every day. So as as long as that happens, I think you be no, I'm good, you know, so the portfolio is down 40%. It's fine, but I'm I'm pretty happy.
1: Let's say up, yeah, because, uh, you know, it's not the highs, you don't want the highs to be too high and the lows to be too low and control yourself with with that. But, you know, I think to Sri's point, uh, I, I do the same thing, not to the extent I think that Sri does, but that's, again, what's so interesting about investing is is that uh, when you're really looking at it as an intellectual exercise? Here, it's about self-improvement, right? So it's about clarity of thought. It's about again matching the reality to to perception, uh, and then realizing um, situations where that doesn't occur. And you start to kind of, in a non-judgmental way, notice that in other people as well. And you know, the, I think the best thing to do. And this is always, a would say, for this Thanksgiving, I would push out, you know, the idea to to kind of uh, be thankful for um, yourself, be kind to yourself. Uh, you know, it's been a difficult year. There's a lot of decisions you might've made differently if you knew what you know now back then, you gotta forgive yourself for that and be thankful for for being here, um, not only for your friends and your family and, uh, and, and your situation right now, but also for what you've, you know, each of us have been able to learn um, and experience, both good and bad, um, and, and take that um, and, and accept um you know all the circumstances that brought you here.
0: By the way, I, I oh, a thousand percent co-sign meditate. I'm a big meditator myself. I I, my, I was writing down actually as you were talking like 2020 goals like meditate more. Uh try and meditate every day. So I, I'm I'm a big fan of that as well. Uh, Look, I appreciate- see
1: I see like a value investing retreat sponsored by SNN, uh where we <laughs> where we all go, uh, we have a, a a massive meditation session, uh, and then we all come back and have 80% years. Actually, it's going
0: to be a no talking weekend. You're not allowed to make a peep, uh, for, you know, that, you know, that we're just kind of like, oh, you're here.
1: Well, you know, there's a, there's a sensory deprivation thing as well for a week or two. Tim Ferriss has talked about this, but I think there's one here in New York I've, I've looked into, uh, where it's basically a black room, uh, and if you do it after so many days you start to kind of have these visualizations some of your your uh, dreams uh are happen while you're awake because of the sensory deprivation uh, which is another way to kind of ground and center yourself
2: there is a method of meditation called vipassana it's actually a, a style of meditation that came out of burma myanmar um it's a buddhist form of meditation and there are centers around the country. Um, And in fact, they actually put you through that. uh, The first timers go through a 10 day program that you don't talk at all. The only person you can have a conversation with is the actual teacher. And you don't do that on a daily basis. In fact, the first three days, you're just focusing on your breath coming in and out of your nostrils. That's how serious that meditation is. Probably, Bobby. You can find a place where rolling hills meet running water, and we can all sit there and focus on that breath.
0: Actually, I think that's the name of the place where rolling hills meet running water. You know, I think I already found. It. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but Christian, your thoughts on this?
3: Um, I've been writing all this stuff down because <laughs> I think these are good ideas. Um, the things that I've done this year. I mean, to try to keep this going for myself i've, I've got a I, I journal a lot for investing stuff but i've been i've got a new e-reader thing that i've been writing on a lot more now and i've been trying to write down like how i invest now um just as a record of that and because i know that it's going to be changing because i change all the time um so that's one thing the other thing that i've done this year like i, I got uh my daughter was born this year so now we have two kids and I feel like that also crushed me in a way that I had to sort of rebuild myself because like I just don't have time especially when she was yeah Um, and what I've done to try to deal with this shrunken amount of time in my life um, that's mine um, is I have a, a score sheet for myself that I use every day of like I get two points if I go running or if I go biking. I get two points if I reach out to somebody. Um, I get one point if I, I don't know, go for a walk. Um, I lose a point for this and I lose two points for that. And I have just like this list. And at the end of the night, I just scrawl my my score on my calendar. So it's like a very light form of um, control over myself. Like nobody sees the calendar except me but it's still like do i really want to like yes i do want to go for a walk because it's a point and like if i eat chocolate like that's minus two points so like do i
0: really want to do it um i love this. Doing. I, I'm I, do I, this i'm gonna do this i'm ready i wrote it down scorecard i freaking yeah. love that you're gonna have to send me your your basis for points but
3: uh, you, i think you can I, I don't think the points matter as much as just having them and like uh, like you can make it six thousand points you can make it one point you can make it negative negative two thousand points like just have something um i think i just want something uh, like
0: this i just want to um, earn points you know? yeah like, i mean it's okay, like a, it's like a, sense a, sense it's, a, it's like your own personal okay. rewards card
3: yeah um <laughs> but then i can like add these things i can like add three points for being kind to myself because i never do that i uh, <laughs> <and>, like <laughs> time for meditation or scheduling time for journaling i think that's really good too yourself
0: like, more than three points come on yeah, i love, no. i i freaking love this i swear i'm, I'm gonna do that i i, I really that's, yeah,
3: like so I, I that's what i've been doing this year to nudge myself away from what i don't like me doing and towards what i do like me doing um and now i want to add some of the stuff that you guys have mentioned to my score sheet um yeah so
0: that's sweet me. Oh, that's awesome christian seriously i'm you know and then i'm also gonna give that score sheet to my wife and say look if i get 10 points for this week we get to go here and then you know so just just we're gonna make this it's it becomes a collaborative effort where she's like you know you didn't you didn't hit your goal for the yeah but then you're judging her
1: you're giving her points and taking them away and then she's doing it to you and uh yeah 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 yeah
0: yeah. see i didn't even go there i was just i didn't even go there i was just like (laughs) just for me (laughs) (laughs) Cause now it's like, if if I get called out, you know, it's like, it's like, what can you call me out for? I got 50 points. You know, you told me get to 50 and and you're, you had a good week. You know, now I I got 50 points. Like, what can you be mad at me for? Yeah, but, but, but we digress but uh listen all right so we're, we're pretty much there you know I, i'd say you know to close out here let's get some final thoughts you know uh give me your hottest stock tip for uh 20 no i'm just kidding uh <laughs> go along with that yeah yeah so uh you know your final thoughts here as we close out 2020 going into 2021 you know what are you most hopeful for that's a, I think that's something that we always say at the dinner table on Thanksgiving, right? Is something that you hope to see or that you're gonna work towards uh, wanting to see in, in the new year. So uh, Christian is looking like he's thinking right now. So I'm gonna come to him last. Steven, I'm gonna go to you first. Sure.
1: Well, you know, look, I think there's a lot of uncertainty in the economy. Uh, we don't know. You know, we're hopeful obviously about the vaccine and things happening and things getting back to normal here in the next few months uh obviously hopeful uh, to that as well you, you know I'd say my wish so to speak would be that the overall economy and uh, the health of the country and the world can match the stock market <laughs> 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 and the economy can catch up to what the stock market thinks it can be that's
0: good shriek
2: yeah so uh you know uh, one thing that uh, I've realized is um Um, you know, there's a a lot of chatter about uh, current valuation in the market and how interest rates have played a role in it or not playing a role in it, you know, uh, depends on who you ask and um, on what day. Um, But I do agree that, uh, you know, rates are the equivalent of gravitational force in finance. And uh, interestingly enough, across the world, while central banks have sort of uh, tried to help the local economies by taking the rates down um, and uh, or working very actively to have some sort of inflation. It's actually deflation that we are all experiencing. So my hope, and I have very little hope you know, on this, but my hope is central banks will realize that what they have been up to has not worked and that they need to jack up the rates. And that can actually have a meaningful impact on what we do for a living, which is investing. So that's my hope. Um, But uh, the probability of that happening is de minimis at this point.
3: Christian? Um, When I think about my hopes, I have to center it on myself because when I stick out my head and I read the newspaper or anything else, I just lose my mind. Uh, So (laughs) I'm trying to focus on myself. And what I'm hopeful about is I feel like I've been able to grow as a person this year and maybe put into place some things that I feel good about. And so I'm looking forward to doing the things that I'm making myself do in this ever-changing environment. So whatever 2021 brings, I feel like, I am better able to deal with it um as a result of this year. And uh so I'm I'm hopeful for just like bring it and let's see what we can do. That's yeah.
0: I like that. All right. Well with that, um where can everybody go and find more information about you? Chris, I'll come right back to you and then we'll go uh we'll go counterclockwise again.
3: Sure. Um, I'm on Twitter, Christian Reither, R Y T H E R. Also, the website, Korean Capital, C U R R E E N capital.com. Um, and uh, yeah, you can read my letters there. Um, Q4 should be good.
0: Very cool.
1: Stephen? Yeah, well, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't congratulate Christian here while we have the opportunity uh, on, on his new uh, daughter. Um, it's uh, incredible and best, best wishes here, I'm sure you'll <laughs> an, an experience with your second child. I'm sure you've already gone through with your first year, but a um, uh, nice way to to uh, continue to self improve and uh, joyous uh, occasion, of course, and especially here into the holidays for the first time with the second child. Uh, you can find me at Steven underscore keel on Twitter, uh, arquitos.com arquitos uh, for my fund and uh, willowoakfunds.com funds.com which is the willow oak asset management uh, network.
0: Very cool. And
1: Sri.
2: Sure. Congratulations, Christian. Have a a fantastic Thanksgiving as well. And both Bobby and Steve, fantastic Thanksgiving as well for you. Um, Yeah, people can find me on Twitter at SVN Capital and uh, uh, my website, svncapital.com. Yeah, write to Jessica at Willow Oak to get my letters. Uh, generally available on both uh, email and through twitter
0: very cool well yeah and Chris, i like to echo that the same sentiments you know congratulations on the birth of your second daughter you know as, as a fellow uh having a newborn this year it's a uh, it's quite a year to have a newborn you know so it's one of those things that you have to that i've been having to wrap my ra- brain around of like you know everyone says 2020 is the worst year. And it's like, it's hard. It's, it's like, it's hard, you know, it's just, again, that's why I continue to remind myself of how thankful and grateful I am for, for anything, you know, and, and for all of what life throws at you. So, you know, congrats again,
2: happy Thanksgiving.
0: Thank you. And, and happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you get, you know, the biggest leg of the Turkey. Well, sorry, Shri. I hope you get the biggest leg of the tofurkey. and, um, and, and guys really to everyone listening in, of course, or watching happy Thanksgiving, you know, I wishing you all a very bountiful and safe, uh, Thanksgiving this year. Um, Yeah. With that, thank you all for joining me today. Again, my name is Robert Kraft. Follow me on Twitter at Bobby K. Kraft, B-O-B-B-Y-K-K-R-A-F-T. You can listen to every episode of the Investors Roundtable on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash S-N-N-Wire. And um, yeah, have a great weekend. Have a great holiday. Talk to y'all soon.
2: Thank you. Thanks, guys.